Austin, welcome to the show. Great to have you. You know, looking at the list of things you do, you put the, definitely put the cereal in Cereal Entrepreneur. I'm sure some days it might feel like Fruit Loops, other days it feels very wise uh, and satisfying, like, you know, oat bran. But well, I don't know. Everything feels like Fruit Loops to me sometimes. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. I mean, literally, you have one of the longest rosters of businesses and ventures and things you're involved with that I've seen uh, to date. So uh, we obviously we're, I, well, not obviously, but we're not going to dig into every single one of them. But what is the thing that gets you moving in the morning? Where's the drive come from? Because you can oh, see in the show notes with the show, there's a lot of things that Austin and Arm Brands have going on. So where's that drive come from? Well, first off, thanks for having me, Jess. It's been this. No, you're welcome. I've actually gotten a little nervous. You guys are super, super professional on top of things. I was like, oh man, I'm actually nervous for my first day, first time on a podcast. But yeah, I mean, yeah. what gets me up? Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a tough thing to say, but a lot of it is is knowing that you can create change in this world. You know, you can either spend your days sitting in bed watching Netflix or getting up and empowering people and teaching and mentoring and, and building things. You know, a lot of people... I guess it's just all about your purpose. Some people are happy working the nine to five and obviously never been away, have never had a real job. So, um, and so I know that if I take a day off, you know, I'm letting down all 70 employees of mine. I'm letting down my partners, my investors, my teammates and everyone. And honestly, not working is, sounds kind of boring to me, I guess. When you create, yeah. create businesses and brands that are awesome, that you love, that you want to, you know, it can change how the industries are done, change how the world views them, and, and impact some positive change. It's it's easy to get up at 30 a.m. and start start that work day. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk. We'll dig into two things you said there um, about making change. So it seems like you know, looking over your website um, and, and multiple websites. One of the things it seems like you're looking to make change on is to give those that you bring in around you, the teams that you have, really give them opportunity through that, through that first job to being a part of the team and growing with the company. Um, that's very cool. I like that. Where does that come from for you to be more than just an employer? So I guess, uh, I, I worked till I was about like 27 ish, 2015. So like eight years ago. Um, and then I kind of semi-retired. I was like, all right, I'm doing a lot of good things. I'm going to go hang out, and, you know, take that lazy route, traveled a lot, um, learned a lot, went to a lot of places. And that was kind of like on this midlife crisis, quarter life crisis, where I went from like hiring people for like, you make $15 an hour and that's your job. Yada, yada. Maybe you get promoted in this whole corporate ladder thing. And when I came back, you know, I kind of went back and, started some new businesses, revamped old ones. And that was kind of my like deciding point where I'm not going to just hire someone for 15 an hour for a year or two till they move on to some job. I want to like give people this opportunity, right? I, I started out paying myself $9 an hour until I'm 21-ish. Um, and, you know, I am so happy for that. I still pay my... Like some of my companies, I don't pay myself anything. Um, everything goes right. back to the employers or reinvested, whatever, whenever. And so... I just, the opportunity that I kind of created myself and, saw, you know, obviously was blessed a little bit when I had great parents and whatnot, but 
I just want to give that to other people. Everyone's so caught up in working fifteen dollars an hour, or twenty five dollars an hour, or sixty thousand a year, or whatever it is. And for me, I, I think there's just more to that. Like, I mean, I work for nine dollars an hour, and I lived in a house with five other roommates, and just you know, scrounged for years, and just reinvested right. back to myself until I had the opportunity to go open new stocks, buy equity, buy homes, real estate, buy um, all sorts of other stuff. So. I kind of am just giving that back. And the people that I like to, that I employ that do well are the ones, you know, are okay. Understand how it works. They start at the bottom. And we, I mean, I want to accelerate you so fast. I want to go from 15 an hour to 10,000 a month within like three months. Um, right. But obviously, a lot of that is mentality and work thinking. That's, that's pretty much it. If you have work ethic and, and, a, and a strong mentality, you can go through just about anything, really. Right, right. Yeah. Now that's very cool. Glad you're leading it that way because it's not, uh, not many are not. I talked to a lot of employers that just view, have that old view that you had, right? Here's the dollars. Here's the hours. Show up, shut up, do the work. And this is the expectation. And you really kind of suck the joy out of people's lives with that, uh, with that style of leadership. Um, you also touched on something about disruption, right? And, um, in the industries that you're in. So let's dig into that. Why do you like disrupting the status quo? Why do you like going into a niche? And maybe we can dig into a couple examples. Uh, well, I mean, first off, a lot of the things I do are, let's say before their time. Um, I mean, I, I own a lot of Airbnbs and do a lot of that, but I was doing that before it was, I guess, technically legal. Um, there's different cities, different laws and stuff like that. And, and I also do that super different. Man, I'm revamping that right now and running all these new systems and processes. And it's going to be so easy. Like my cleaners are going to, they're going to be making like $40, $50 an hour. Be able to just quickly scan QR codes, do checklists, get this thing set. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be so awesome. Another month or two of that, that'll be great. Um, but yeah, Airbnb's, I mean, the reason I grew so fast is because I just do things so differently. Like everyone, you know, has a three bedroom, two bedroom pal, two bath house or a condo puts in, you know, upper end, maybe Ikea furniture and then. Post it on Airbnb and sits in hopes on me. And, you know, everything I do, I just, I want to be an expert. Back doing marijuana constantly, 2009 to 2014, 15, I barely smoked weed and I probably knew more about cannabis than 99.9% of people. Nowadays, I know nothing and my team knows everything. But I mean, if you go to pharmaceuticals, you'll still learn more about cannabis than probably any other dispensary else that we've been doing. Uh, our GM Tom there, that guy knows everything there is. Um, but the liquor industry, you know, so I opened uh, the candy shop two years ago. I've now sold it. So it's, it's gone. I still have the brand, but the store is gone. Um, I mean, we took everyone, every liquor store in the world sells, you know, $15 bottles of taco and cheap handles. And we decided we're going to do 80% local. We're going to do small sizes and we're going to donate to the alcohol addiction hotline. We're going to change how things are done in the liquor industry. Yeah. We're going to do craft drinks and we're not going to promote overindulging. And I'm actually, I'm a, 18 months sober right now. So you have a sober guy running a liquor store. Congratulations. We had a whole non-alcoholic section, tequilas, rooms, and champagnes that had no alcohol. Um, and so it was kind of a, a whole different way to do alcohol. You know, almost everyone can't even name their favorite liquor store. Like I just go to the closest one that had Jim Bing. And so right. that's where I, I came in and wanted to change that whole thing. Um, so we, don't, we didn't even sell handles. We just sold 750s was our biggest size. Uh, we sold single serves and it was a way to change everything and cha change how people think about alcohol, you know, how to treat it. 
rather than the whole drink till you don't remember every Friday and Saturday. It was more of a, hey, let's support local and drink things that taste good and won't give us hangovers and still live a functioning life at eight in the morning every morning. Right, right. Yeah, that was one that stood out to me in your roster of uh, brands and businesses and things you've got holdings in, um, especially here in Pennsylvania where I live because the Pennsylvania state government owns every liquor store in the state. They own it. Oh, wow. There's, there's no free market when it comes to uh, liquor in Pennsylvania. Beer distribution can be private, but uh, yeah, it's one of those old laws that uh, has yet to be uh, fixed and probably won't for some time. Um, but probably make uh, a lot of money off that. A lot of, attack, a lot of revenue off that. Yeah, I guess they do all right. Um, but it's, it's just a bad experience, right? It's, it's, you know, imagine the service you get getting your driver's license. Well, these are the same kinds of people that work at the liquor store, you know? And, um, you know, there's, there's select fews. We have a personal friend in our family who works at one. She's great. Sharon, um, you know, she actually gives me the heads up on, you know, good stuff like Mictors and Buffalo Trace and Pappy. But, uh, it's rare that we get it, man, because it's it's all uh, it's all monopolized. But your candy shop thing that really intrigued me. It sounds like really great business. So you ended up selling that. Uh, yeah, who, who bought it? Uh, a, a guy bought. He he's in the liquor industry, and he really just wanted the license. Um, so he bought the license for uh, to move to oh, move cool. me and Wyatt within there because there's zoning, so you can only have certain liquor stores within the zone. Okay. Yeah, Very so, neat. but let's have the brand and everything, so I'll open another one up and who knows, some couple of years right. maybe. Yeah, sometime when you don't have seven other things going on. So, um, so you know, the, uh, the drive for entrepreneurship, so we all love it as business owners, as entrepreneurs. Um, at the end of each day, what does your, you know, what's your goal look like each day? to have accomplished in the day? Man, that's a great question. A lot. So a lot, I mean, I guess a lot of it would be, <laughs> did I end the day with all the fires put out? With my stolen car recovered? Was the broken door recovered? Did you fix the plumbing? <laughs> um, I mean, every day there's always something. Trash company didn't come. Now we have to figure that out or the processing stopped working or the marijuana enforcement division sent us another notice or something. There's, there's always something going on all over the place. Um, I mean, I guess the, the biggest thing is, did, did, a, did my team feel accomplished? Because, I mean, I spent a lot of my day with different people and different businesses. And, you know, then all, everything that they wanted to accomplish was I able to help them get it accomplished. Were we able to clean every room possible? Were we able to clean um, every office building? Were we able to make sure that all the people that needed to be trained were trained. You know, and there's definitely days that I don't get everything done that I should get done. Um, and I definitely get yelled at some for not being there for some of my, some of my teammates. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, were we able to progress a lot? Were we able to build things? Were we able to, you know, systemize things uh, and make it easier for teammates to continue to do their, do their work? And so, I mean... I only sit like five or six hours. So if I don't get it done, I don't get it done in the next in the 12 right. hours. So I'll wake up and get working on that. Yeah. Well, Sounds like there's a story in the stolen car thing. Do you have a car oh, stolen? 
we live in Denver. Denver loves crime. You can steal oh, a car. Geez. You don't even go to jail. They recover the car and then whoever owns it has to pay like 500 bucks to get it back and you just go and steal another one. I think Denver is number one for car theft now. I get a car stolen probably every like three or four months. Really? Yeah, it's... Wow, I didn't know that. Well, life here. What, what's that attributed to? Uh, just easy laws, lack of ethical laws, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, no penalties, no punishment. It used to not be like that. The last five, four or yeah. five years, then we'll slowly gone downhill. We're like number one for fentanyl, number one for car theft. Like, I don't know. Mm. It's been a rough couple of years in this city. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, so you've got, uh, you know, we've mentioned you got a, a number of businesses. How many are active right now? Virtually all of them. Okay. Um, I, think, I think active is probably about 20 or 29 of them. Okay. Yeah. So which, let me ask you this way, which one, and you know, this isn't to say to your teammate, people within the others, we're not picking (laughs) faith here, we're filling time, we're spending time on a podcast, um, which is a nice way to say pick your favorite. But uh, the cleaning thing, you've you've brought up cleaning process and systems around cleaning a number of times. Is Is there something behind that? Is there a passion behind that? Um, I don't know about a, I don't know about a passion. I just almost, there's so many people in this world that clean and so many companies, like even our, our like chain, we have like two chains. One of them is like Molly made. And like every time you get a, a, a cleaner, it's like a different clean. So I just see that like the cleaning industry is so personal. Like whoever you hire that you just with that person because they clean well, and there's no like consistency. And nowadays we have a new tech and all these like new ways that we can incorporate it. And make it like the cleaning will still be essentially the same, but the processes behind is what I'm really targeting right now. Um, so I want to make it so you can go in and clean like a three bedroom house in like 45 minutes and still get all the same spots. And so, you know, with training and videos and checklists and, and everything's digitalized. Um, so I can repeat it and scale it is kind of where I'm heading right now. And I, I don't know. I really feel like there's a lot, a, a lot in that industry that's been left. Um, at least in the last five to 10 years. And now with all these new AI, you know, we have QR codes and, and, and digital websites and, and all this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm trying to incorporate a lot of that into it so that all our cleaners can get done more efficiently, more fa- faster, more efficiently, get everything to where it needs to be in a less amount of time so they can go back to their families faster, essentially. Right, right. Very interesting. So, yeah, I think, you know, the lesson there is you can scale just about anything. You can systematize just about anything. I don't know. I haven't scaled everything fully yet. Right. But, right. Yeah. But, there, but there's opportunity. Yeah, there's opportunity there. And I think so many business owners um, are so afraid of that. Like they, they feel if they create these systems, they're going to remove themselves. And because they're not involved, the business will fail when in fact the outcome is the opposite, right? Right. Hopefully if you do it right. I mean, the goal, the goal is to work yourself out of a job. You know, yeah. for me, the goal is to empower people to run an entire business. Like you may start as a cleaner today and make like 20 bucks an hour. But the goal when I hire someone is like, do I think you could run an entire cleaning business? Do I think you could run all Colorado 
50 employees. And that's, that's what I want for you. I want you to work your ass on until you're making 10, 15 grand a month running, te- running teams. And you know, I'm going to be there trying to help you, but I would love to work myself out of a job where I'm not actually cleaning, where I'm not actually managing, where I'm just creating systems and processes to make your life even easier. That's, that's really kind of my forte and my strength is trying to take someone and take a position and be like, how can we make this faster and easier so your life is more simple? And I do it with myself. I try to make my life more simple all the time. That's I think we all do, right? Um, and so that, that's what I want. I see that my cleaner, they're like, you know, I have to wash sheets. I have to do this. You know, it takes like an hour and a half to do a one bedroom studio. And then, so I'm like, all right, well, how can we, you know, obviously the sheets, we can't really like shrink that because that's how long washers take, you know, unless we find like some technology comes in halves the time. But everything else, we can figure out how to do it quicker and more streamlined so you can at least have a one bedroom, one bedroom apartment or one bedroom studio done in 20, 25 minutes. And then you can right. work on your own business while you're waiting for the sheets. You know, if you have your own side hustle, cool. Here, let me teach you how to do that. You can go and sit and work. You can go social media. You can go, you know, build your machine or whatever. Work on your own stuff while you're still getting paid to do this stuff. And so, you know, a lot of what I do is all incorporated. So like in my Airbnbs, right? And then I have, a, I have like a marketing firm called Denver's Best Deals. And, you know, a lot of my businesses are featured there, obviously. I created Denver's Best Deals in order to just get all these small businesses. I think we have like 40 or 50 uh, different businesses now. And they all offer, it's kind of like a group on, but only local and small businesses. So you scan in, you get a code, and then businesses only pay per lead versus paying like 500 a month or whatever it is. And then, right. but all that is incorporated with all Airbnbs because in every Airbnb, there's a big giant sign. So scan here for local deals, restaurants, ice cream shops, um, all this other stuff. So then like the guests see that and they're like, oh, cool. I get 10% off basically all of Denver. And then they go to all these local businesses and then we just keep building the community like that and growing it. And so that's incorporated. Then when you're working, with me as a cleaner or working with me at any business, we throw your business on there. So like, right. you know, everything really can be done and all of my stuff really is intertwined, super intertwined. You know, if you go to my cannabis store, you're going to see liquor, you're going to see my coffee shop, you're going to see, you know, the bookstore, the coffee shop, you're going to see all of these other different businesses there. And you go to, um, you know, when you're out in one of my events, you're going to have sign-up sheets for our next event, for our next this. You're going to have free joints or free drinks or whatever it is. You know, everyone kind of, we just all build together. So as my events get bigger and bigger, like I just had our last one, GM just had 300, 250 person party. And so obviously all of our local businesses are there too, um, supporting and, and we just keep growing it like that. So not even just on the employee side or not on just on the customer side, even on the employee side, you know, we're intertwining as well. Like you, you're a Reiki healer and you want to clean? Cool. Let's build your business while you work do this, go build your business, learn how we do it. I mean, anyone can take my marketing methods and adapt it to their thing. We can have right. stickers and QR codes that go to us. I mean, right. yep. this is just scan, well, this for, scan this for a penny joint. goes right into a sales funnel. Anybody can copy that. It's a sticker. Uh, uh, you put it all over. Put it in bars or restaurants. Wait, anywhere. Wait, hold that up. Hold that up some more. I want to scan it again. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and scan this for a penny joint man that's right well, there you go if you're in the denver area and you want a one penny joint you can go scan that right here on the show and um go to pharmaceuticals <laughs> but i mean really what you just shared there rapid fire there's a lot to unpack so the denver best deals thing i mean if you're a business owner and you just heard that and it 
went over your head or you're like, well, that won't work for me. Wrong. What Austin's doing is he's the tip of the spear in his community with Denver Best Deals. He's the tip of the spear and created a really great network. Who are you going to rely on if you need thank you gifts for somebody, you know, a group of customers in another business, who do you go to first? You go to your Denver Best Deals people, right? If you've got a promotion in pharmaceuticals, um, who are you going to put that in front of first? All those Denver Best Deals people. If you're a smart marketer in your local marketplace and you just heard that, I'm giving you, we're, we're giving you the lesson together to maybe it's not a best deals format, but maybe it is something of, Hey, we're all in this block. We're all in this neighborhood. We all participate, you know, where I live, where my business is local. Lancaster has first Fridays. You know, you could have a first Friday card and you could be the one to spearhead that up. And then because you've got some extra marketing skill that others don't, you can create that funnel and you can send the leads. And maybe you don't even charge for it. Maybe you do. But you create such a powerful network of businesses around you that serve you in so many ways, serve your clients as they do in your Airbnbs, cross-promotion. What a smart thing. And really, you know, when you cross-promote like that, $0 cost for leads, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's paid for it once. Yeah, it's all, it's all, I mean, just keeping local community growing, you know? So, I mean, a lot of my stores are very local. Uh, A lot of our events, you know, we we do stuff with bigger brands, but it's, it's just, I mean, essentially, if you're a small business opening a retail store, you have to have a network. Like, I used to, I used to, when I was younger, think I could do everything myself when I was the smartest motherfucker out there. And now it's like, you know, (laughs) if you, you want to be big, you know, I will, my, any new business now, I bring on a partner. I bring someone that adds assets that has intelligence, you know, and so, yep. um, and so now it's it just grows and it, it makes it easier. You know, you have someone that can do some of the words, you have someone that can do this, but also they have strengths that you don't have. And you know, yep. once you get your ego out of the way, you actually do have weaknesses. I promise you, <laughs> we all have weaknesses. Yeah. Um, and so you know, and then and so and then, yeah it's just all about just connecting and, and growing you know if you're ready to put the work in and you see another business you're a restaurant you see an ice cream shop why would you guys not work together like uh, there's no need to compete it's all about collaboration there's enough out in this world for all of us to have have everything that we need mm, yeah yeah no that right there um the abundance mindset you know as soon as i come across somebody who you know, says, well, I need to be the only one in the room. I need, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm afraid of this competition or I don't want to share because of this person. To me, that's a very limiting, uh, belief system and mindset. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the people that, I mean, even between you in our group, you know, the people that we've networked with and been with, like there, there's some big players out there and they all, almost all of them started smallish, <laughs> like, you know, people don't just come out of nowhere. I mean, everyone puts in their 10, 15 years of work and then you don't hear about them. And then all of a sudden they come out of nowhere. I mean, you can even just take Stuman right off the bat, you know, for right. Wolf, He was, I think he was in jail 14 years ago. Nobody knew who the fuck he was until five, six years ago. And he just started growing. Like, I mean, he came from pretty much like an agonist. I mean, he's sitting in jail for six mm-hmm. years, nine years, something like that. I mean, there's stories like that everywhere. 
all these people yeah. that think like, you know, rich people just come from old money and their parents winning. Obviously, some of that's true, but most of the people that are actually, actually currently make, growing and making themselves rich started from very little. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah, I mean, I've heard stories of people who really practice that abundance mindset, really practice a mindset of determination and, you know, agency. Like, look, it's it's in my control to be and get everything I want and I can make it happen because truly in this country, no one stops you, right? Like, there's hurdles, there's obstacles, but as you're jumping a hurdle, it's not like somebody's swinging a baseball bat and knocking you in the head, uh, either metaphorically or physically. I love you know, it just, it just really doesn't happen. Um, you know, yeah, like Ryan Stuman, founder of Apex, uh, you know, we're, we're both, uh, for those that don't know, Austin and I are both in the Apex Entourage group um, and some of the other groups that they run. And, you know, it, it's a group of people that are really dedicated to being the best version of themselves. And there's really nothing stopping you from that. You know, I had dinner with friends the other night and was told a story of somebody who's... Um, as a, as a father with four children, uh, teenagers to grown up children who's making less than $8 an hour as an adult. Wow. And I just, it just blows my mind that that can exist. And it's not, it's not because there's mental incapacity. It's not because there's physical disability. It is an act of choice. And, you know, like, you can't go anywhere in our town that doesn't have a hiring sign up, you know? So obviously, everyone, that's, yeah, right, right. everyone's hiring. I'm hiring. If, if everyone I know is hiring. Yeah. Your, your, your messenger uh, response is, Hey, we're always hiring. So, so fill out an application here, which is actually a really smart move, right? You're always taking applications. Um, Cause you just never yeah. know when you need somebody. Got to keep that uh, pipeline full. Yeah, we have one of my teammates. He, he posts every day with a new different job that we're hired for. I mean, we as we grow and expand, you know, I can never have too many cleaners. People life happens. People move on. We hit. We need people in my coffee shop. We need people at my weed shop. Everywhere, you know, there's there's always things going on, and 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 I keep that pipeline full, especially as we grow. I mean, I'm about to open probably a year from now. I'm gonna need. A hundred employees in a giant cannabis warehouse grow that we're, that we're building. So, no better time than now to start setting up people to go down there and trim and grow and manage and harvest and right. all those all those things. We're going to need quite a lot of people down there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So there's no there's no breaks on your train. No, no, no. I, I follow Dan Constantino. No finish line. I'm much younger right. too. So I'm not even. I'm not even like halfway done with my marathon. But yeah, right. I mean that. Let's go. Yeah, let's kind of go back to that. I mean, when do you stop? Uh, when do you want to stop? And I, you know, I've thought about this over the past like year or two. Um, especially a lot of this came up in my last relationship, and you know, you definitely got to make sure you fit with core and people with your core values. And I, I don't plan on it. Like, I can't imagine. I was just having a conversation yesterday, but with another business owner and yeah, she's like, I just want to sell it. And you know, I have enough equity. I could just go live in like Honduras for the rest of my life. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I can do that too. But that actually sounds really boring after like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Like there's all, and you know, there's always people I can go empower or teach or whatever 
Yep. And a lot lately, I've been leaning more into like, you know, just sharing and teaching. I'm, I'm going to be writing my book soon. And just, I've done so much dumb shit and made so many fucking mistakes over the past, you know, 20 years of my entrepreneurial career. And, you know, back when I was in, the, before my midlife crisis, you know, I used to think I was the shit and I knew everything and never go to masterminds. I would never hire a coach and all that. And then, you know, finally I grew up and was like, you know, I, I, there's no way I can know everything about everything. And there's people that have right. done this, people that have done that, that can stop, and, you know, and then obviously coaches want to be paid and all that. And so, or you can network with people that have done it and, and talk to them. Make, you choose your circle. You can surround your circle with people that have failed and can teach you how to not to, or you can surround yourself with people that haven't even tried yet. And so, you know, the last like three, four years have kind of just been realizing that I can't do it all myself. Realizing that there's people that can stop me from doing really dumb things, doing more dumb things myself and facing those consequences. Right. And then, you know, and then just, just still going. I mean, you just can't stop. There just isn't a reason to. And I don't see any finish line at all. Yeah. Just yep. more failure and more struggles and hopefully a tiny bit of success. Yep. Yep. Um, so you said three, four years ago, you kind of had a change yeah. of, you know, concept and perception of the world and what you know and what you didn't know. Uh, was there a moment? Was there an incident, an event? What, what happened that made your mind shift? I don't think there was any single moment. I think it was probably like a three to five month kind of period. Um, I believe it started when I was like in Bangkok. I was, I was in Bangkok or Vietnam and, you know, talking to my team and stuff. And I think someone, I think maybe a couple of people at that time, you know, I was trying to, I was gone for, I think, six weeks in Southeast Asia and the people running the businesses in that time. I think there's something like, I don't know, I had the thought of I wanted to give them equity or something like that or have them, you know, they were, they were doing all this for me. And, you know, I, I was obviously I trained them and I'm paying them and something happened. And when I came back, like I started re- looking at the numbers and the business and seeing that there's actually not really nearly as good as they said. And so, I guess I just kind of, my revelation was like, you know, I'm paying them, say, 70000 a year or whatever. And they just think it's another job. And how do we change it from a job to like almost a lifestyle? Because, you know, I, when I started business, that is my lifestyle. I'm, I'm in my, my grocery store mm. every day you know, for the last like two years almost. A year before it was even really open, you know, I'm there four or five hours every day. And so how do I do that? Like, you know, the real thing I thought of was ownership, but obviously giving ownership in multi-million dollar companies is a little bit, maybe a little bit crazy unless they've been there for a long time, but giving them some sort of something. So a lot of my companies, I, I give them a kind of a profit, profit share, revenue share, mm-hmm. little, you know, bonuses. So I'm now at the point we're trying to get more away from hourly and more into like, hey, you do a good job, you make a boatload more. You know, obviously in base commission support so people can cover their bills. Um, and, but really it's going to be like a, a smaller base commission and then just massive bonuses, massive, you know, uh, revenue shares or whatever it is in that specific position. Um, like cleaning, cleaning is paid per project. So if you're really good and fast, which is all I'm trying to do right now is try to speed it up. You can make, I think yesterday I just hired a new person and she made like a hundred bucks in like four hours on her first day. So, um, and so obviously I was there working with her and helping her and stuff. But ho- I mean, today I think she's going to make like 150 bucks and maybe five hours. Um, and right. so 
And that's like her first day. So if I can make that quicker and faster and, you know, as she learns and she gets better at it in like two months, if she can be making 40 or 50 an hour cleaning while also promoting her business in the Airbnbs, you know, possibly taking clients in and building her business, like that's, that's what I do it for now. Like, right. It's not like, hey, pay her, pay her 20 bucks an hour and then go sit in Mexico on a beach and be like, I'm an owner of a business. Oh, they all work for me. That, that, I mean, that's what I was doing. You know, that, I, I don't consequently. That right. was no longer my why, no longer my purpose. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the passion for local, right? You've, we've talked a little bit about that and you've touched on it about how local is important. You connect these local businesses through other businesses. Is there anything where you could say, I'm re- like, why are you really connected to local? Where does that passion come from? Well, well, probably starts with me being a native to Denver. So this has been my city forever. Um, but even as I expand, like, you know, I live in Dallas sometimes too and have, have started growing some stuff there. But local and small, I mean, I get so many people that would have problems. I literally right before, before this had someone who has a small business and he's like, I don't know anything about taxes. I need help here. And I'm like, cool, here's my account. Go let him know whatever. Um, and so like, it's easier to connect with also... You know, a lot of people hate corporations, but just remember, they all started small too at some point. And so all these small businesses that are around us, you know, if we all work together, we can all get to, to that point, get to whatever you're trying to go, financial freedom or a legacy for your children, or, you know, just eating amazing food to people. That's your, your mission and your goal. But oh, like a small business, it's going to be almost impossible to do it. There's people that do it. Awesome. Great. But I mean, what is it like 90% of businesses fail in the first three years? Um, mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big stat. That's worse than divorce. But so if we can get, you know, an ice cream shop and a bike shop and, you know, a pet shop all together and they all work together and work together, then now that can, that collective power could help grow these businesses. And eventually, hopefully one of them takes off and becomes a corporation. Great. Um, you know, or sells off to a corporation or whatever their end goal is. But it's just so much easier to do it with other people going through that same struggle. You know, I saw on your intro yeah. just saying, you know, your stories and your struggle and you're going to struggle. We all are going to struggle. COVID just made America probably the biggest struggle we've had in 100 years. Um, but yeah, the, the, I don't know. I love the local locality. Like having stuff made here in Denver and Produce in Denver with the Denver market, Denver people, even if they're transplants and just moved here, like it's just good to keep it close. And in that, I agree with that for every city, you know, in DFW, I'm going to have a DFW's best deal soon, you know, keep right. that all. And I don't shop at corporations as much as possible. You know, <laughs> my friends, every time they go to Starbucks or somewhere, like I'm like, don't go to my cottage shop, just go to any local cottage shop. Like I don't care. Right. I, yep. you, you probably, even if you watch me on Facebook, all yellow stuff, they share like an Amazon thing. I'm like, don't shop at Amazon. Don't do it. Like, let's support our people. Bezos has plenty of money. The, I, great. Right. I love either or whatever. You can love Tesla. You can love Elon. But I'd rather be supporting the mom with three kids. It's like struggling to make rent this month. And, and I think that most people agree with me. But the dollar is where it really counts. We aren't banding together right. as businesses and local businesses, collecting as many dollars as possible to help support our community. Then we're just going to keep going through and bitching on Facebook about Elon's next tweet. <laughs> the things we'll never control, the things that we allow to control us. Right. <laughs> we will never have the opportunity to affect change. Yeah. Yeah. No, really great point. Um, 
love the fact that you're so into local. I think that's actually uh, maybe a good place to kind of wrap up our time, even though it's a little early. It's all right. Um, I love the fact that you're so connected to local. You've got just a bunch of things going on. Um, so armbrands.com is the place to go to check out everything you're doing. Um, I'm sorry, thearmbrands.com to check out everything you're doing. Um, if anything has resonated with you about Austin, please do connect with him. We've got all his contact info in our show notes. Um, Austin, I'll give the final, uh, final, uh, open platform to you and any, uh, sage or wise departing words as you've shifted your life in the last few years. Again, congrats on 18 months of sobriety. That's great to Thank hear. You. Uh, but I'll, uh, I'll give you the platform as we wrap up. Uh, yeah. So I guess, uh, as you're a struggling entrepreneur or businessman, or even thinking about getting into it, um, connect with me, find me on Facebook, shoot me a message. Um, I personally respond to all messages 80% of the time. Um, I'll at least see it. Uh, Insta, Facebook, however you want. Um, you can go check out my blog. You can listen to my podcast. Uh, if you really want to hear just how a dumb guy does dumb shit and somehow makes it through. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're looking for any information on brands, you know, we're always looking, we're hiring. If you want to do it, we have remote positions. We have uh, flexible hours. You can work one hour a day or 40 hours a week, whatever you want. We have commission ones. We have hourly wages. Most of the hourly are going to be in Denver, though, in retail stores. Um, yeah. If, you, if you're looking for any kind of change or you want to talk, comment on my shit, say hi, shoot me a message. Um, half the shit I post is stupid and half of it's really insightful. So you can pick and choose the part you like. And thanks so much for having like, me, Jeff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate you. I think the title of the book is, uh, going to have dumb shit in it uh it's going to be uh more on the millionaire how one more uh, on more on the millionaire love it love that title it's very good very good yeah all right so, we'll be looking you, one more pitch real quick if you do um we do do a monthly meeting called millionaires are made that's my like where oh, i get yes. so many questions and everyone asks me questions about business so i just have once a month, we get together. Last month, I gave out free websites. So I built websites for everyone in sales funnels. Um, this month, I think we're going to be doing uh, SEO. Um, but yeah, I do, I do it live as well as in person. So if you want to just learn whatever I think y'all want to learn, once a month, millionaires are made. All right. And that's millionairesaremade.com. Is that where Got you it. go? Yep. Millionairesaremade.com. Very good. When's the next call? I believe it's in two Thursdays. So two and a half weeks. Okay. So that would be uh, May 18th, I think. Does that sound right to you? That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Very yeah. good. So when you hear this on audio next week, you still got time to get on millionairesaremade.com. And if you're watching it live today, you got two and a half weeks till May 18th for that next call. Austin, man, I really enjoyed this. Love your fire. Love the fact that you got no breaks in the train, no finish line, and you're full speed ahead, man. Really appreciate you. I appreciate you spending time with my audience today. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. And uh, for everybody else, you know the routine. We'll see you next week on The Big Ticket Life. Take care. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Big Ticket Life. You've heard from another amazing guest living their own big ticket life. And now it's time to live yours. First, I'd love for you to take me up on my free gift to you. Claim your gift at gift.bigticketlife.live. 
That's gift.thebigticketlife.live. See, all your life you've been told what is and what isn't possible by the loudest voices from the cheapest seats. It's time to finally do life and business on your terms. Sure, you've heard similar things, but without clarity on what can be done, it's easy to have your customers, employees, maybe even partners, and your spouse keep you from truly living a big ticket life. My big ticket methods shift you into that investor seat in your business, away from commodity and away from competition into a market of one so you can finally live your own big ticket life. So my gift to you is for you to book your discovery call today where we'll uncover first the Chivo behaviors, those chief everything officer behaviors that hold you back and why moving into the investor seat in your own business is critical. Two, we'll uncover the premium position that's up for grabs right now in your market that you're missing out on. And three, which big ticket methodologies are just waiting to be dropped into your business to explode your sales and profits. So again, thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love for you to take action right now. Accept this gift. Book your call. Go to gift.thebigticketlife.live. Again, that's gift.thebigticketlife.live.